Because it's how we handle our setbacks and our disappointments that determine whether or not we are growing as a person and as a Christian. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby brings you his own unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Travel through time back to Bobby's humble beginnings as a valet, parking cars. Journey with Bobby through his experiences with various companies and his travels to China. Today, Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. As you join Bobby today, you will hear these messages as they were delivered at his church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner, Bobby Bollinger. Okay, an old stingy banker with a terminal illness was determined to prove wrong the old saying, you can't take it with you. After much consideration, the old miser finally figured it out. He instructed his wife to go to the bank and get enough cash to fill two pillowcases. He then directed her to take the cash to the attic and leave them directly above his bed. And when he passed away, his plan was to reach out and grab the money on his way to heaven. Well, several weeks after his funeral, his wife goes up to the attic. She finds the two pillowcases stuffed with cash and says to herself, I knew he should have put it in the basement. You can't take it with you. You just can't. I want to talk a minute about something that we can all relate to. And that's disappointment. All of us face some disappointment in our lives from time to time. And disappointments come in all types and sizes and affects us in different ways. But they always hurt. Like when we lose a friend or something we work for and hope for doesn't happen. Or something like we have a failure or a setback in our lives, whatever the type. We all know how disappointment feels. And I think we all realize that disappointment is a part of life that we have to accept will come. But the good news is that as Christians, we have every reason to rise above our disappointment and find joy that God means for us to have in spite of it. So whether you're dealing with disappointment right now or not, here's a few things to remember about disappointment that can help you. Keep them in the right perspective. The first thing is to understand about to understand about disappointment is that it is inevitable to have them. It's a normal and necessary element of life. And there's no need to act like it only happens to you. Sometimes it's just your turn to be disappointed. And because you're a Christian, 
Disappointments are not meant to have a negative impact on your life. Because it's how we handle our setbacks and our disappointments that determine whether or not we are growing as a person and as a Christian. And the second thing to know about disappointments is that they are very instructional. Well, we don't really see that when we're going through them. But we almost always learn valuable lessons that help us to not only avoid a similar situation in our future, but helps us make better decisions. I'll never forget when my youngest daughter, Elise, was in high school. She was a cheerleader. And one year, she didn't get enough votes to be on the team the next year. And she was crushed. I mean, she believed that her world had come to an end. But she loved cheerleading so much that she enrolled in a local cheerleading gym. And later that same year, she won a spot on a team representing the United States at the World Championships in Europe. And she came home a a world champion. You see, when we we always learn something valuable in our disappointments that are meant to be used later. And without experiencing her greatest disappointment, Elise would never have received the greatest opportunity and the greatest thrill from cheerleading. The third thing to remember about disappointment is that they can actually be inspiring. Oh, it never seems like it at the time, but you can never appreciate the victories if you've never felt the sting of defeat and disappointment. When Paul and Silas were beaten and thrown into prison, it must have been hard to understand why their faithfulness and their commitment should land them in such a difficult situation. They could have given up. Who would have blamed them for being discouraged? But you know, they didn't react that way. They let their faith overcome their disappointment. They rejoiced, not in their situation, but they rejoiced in the one from whom they had placed all of their trust. And the Lord not only delivered them, but he gave them new converts as well. You see, many times our disappointments are the breeding ground for a victory that's just ahead. It may not seem like it in your darkest hour, but when the Lord said, I am with you always, he especially meant in your time of need. Sometimes it may seem like we're spending more time in the valley of disappointment than anywhere else. But God has a purpose in allowing them in your life. And while disappointment is going to be a frequent visitor in our life, it doesn't define our life. What defines our life is the victory we have through Jesus Christ and the promise of a future where disappointment will never find us. Can you say amen to that? When you think of God, what does he look like to you? Coming up next, find out what God looks like according to the Gospel of John. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. 
Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. What does God look like? What does God look like? Now, is that a tough question for you to answer? Or could it be as easy as this right here? Listen to this. A kindergarten teacher was observing her classroom of children while they were drawing. And she would occasionally walk around to see each little child's artwork. And as she got to one little girl who was working diligently, she asked, What are you drawing? I'm drawing God, replied the little girl. The teacher paused and she said, But no one knows what God looks like. Without looking up from her drawing, the little girl replied, They will in a minute. (laughs) Well, you know, I've learned from my many years in the marketing and sales arena that most of us get a visual image or a word picture from each word that we hear. And in our generation... You know, many visual images are not created by just our imaginations, but by good marketing. For instance, when you think of a cow, you may think of the cow that you see in the Chick-fil-A ads uh, instead of another kind of cow. See, our mind is kind of like Google, like a search engine. There's always an image that's first in line. But when it comes to describing what God looks like, I discovered that most people don't really have a distinct visual image. And when asked a question, you get answers like, well, I think God looks like love, or God is light, or he's truth, or I think God is beautiful, or some people go the nature route, they say, well, God is the wind, or he's the blue in the sky. And if they do have a visual, it can vary from he's an old man with white hair sitting on a throne, all the way to God is a woman. And now one fairly common visual is that people say that God looks like Jesus. Well, you can make a case for that one, seeing as how the Word says that God made man after his own image. And if Jesus is his son, then it stands to reason that there would be a family resemblance. But then I'd have to ask you the question, what did Jesus really look like? Because you probably have a visual image of some artist concept of Jesus that's painted centuries ago. So I find it all very interesting that there's no common theme 
for what God looks like. And when you go to the Word and read about actual physical encounters with God, we find that all the people are struggling to describe the glory that surrounded him. In Exodus, the Lord told Moses that when he passes by, he said, he's, he said after I pass, I will, I will uh, let's see, what did he say? Oh, in Exodus, the Lord told Moses that when he passed by, he would cover his eyes because no one could look on God's face and live. And then he said, after I pass, then I will remove my hand and let you see my back. So indeed, God does have a face. But we in our human condition apparently aren't equipped to deal with it. So what I've discovered is it's not a coincidence that we don't have a clear vision of God the Father. It's actually the way that God designed it. He wanted it that way for several reasons. And I'm going to give you three of them real quick. The first one was what I just mentioned. He didn't make us capable of being in his presence. He, we, just, we just don't physically uh, are, are made to, to handle it. And the second reason is that God made it clear to us that outward appearances have little or no value to him. And when God had Samuel looking for a new king, he told him not to consider what he looked like. He said, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Samuel looked until he found David, who was the youngest, and he was the smallest, and he was the least likely on the outside. But he had a heart of a great king on the inside. And the last reason why God didn't want us to know exactly what he looked like, well, you just have to go to the Gospel of John to, John to find it. <clears throat> it was when Philip asked Jesus to show him the Father. And Jesus responded. He said, Philip, after all this time, don't you know that anyone who has seen me has seen the Father? And I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. And then Jesus said, Philip, listen to me, because I'm telling you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me can do anything that I can do and more. Because I represent you to the Father. So here's the deal. If you ask me today what God looks like, I can tell you that I honestly don't know. But I do know this. He still wants us to see him, but not with these eyes. He wants us to see him through the love and character of Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit. And by opening our heart and our mind to him, we'll find that of all the things that God created, the thing that he meant to be the most like him was you. Have you ever felt completely exhausted physically, emotionally, and spiritually? Stay with Bobby to learn that God's plan for you is to recover and make a comeback to be stronger than ever before. On the Bright Side is made possible by Nebo Tools. Nebo flashlights are trusted at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Don't move. Bobby will be right back. 
I depend on my tools and accessories to work hard as I do. Like my new case bright from Nebo Tools, the flashlight that is always with you. It's a protective case for your iPhone, featuring a high-powered flashlight, up to 12 times brighter than a standard smartphone light. The case bright is independently powered by an internal rechargeable lithium-ion battery that doesn't drain your phone's battery. It fits iPhone 6, 6S, 6 Plus, and 6 Plus S. The Nebo case bright may not change the world, but it might change your world. The case bright is perfect for me because, like me, it can handle more than one job at a time. Let us know how Bobby is helping you change your life. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org. Now back to On the Bright Side. I want to talk to you for just a moment to anyone out there who is tired. And I don't mean just physically tired. But those who are really, really tired. I mean who feel like giving up tired. Like can't seem to get a break no matter what I do tired. I mean you're tired all over. Your body's tired, your mind is tired, and your spirit is tired. In just the last few weeks I've encountered some loved ones and friends who are in this condition. And I want you to know that if you're here and you're out of gas, the first thing I want to tell you is I am so glad that you came to church today. And the next thing that I want to tell you is that being exhausted physically, emotionally, spiritually, it's not exclusive to you. But just about all of us have experienced a similar condition in our life. In fact, just raise your hand if you've ever been completely out of gas. So the fact is, it happens to most of us, but when we're going through it, the most important thing is to recognize the symptoms and look to the Word of God for direction on how to come through it. Because you need to know this, it's God's plan for you to recover and to make a comeback and be stronger than before. Now, Elijah of old was a great man of God and a great prophet. And Elijah ran out of gas. And after God had come through for him in this huge way, the queen threatened him. And Elijah just ran away. He ended up in the desert, alone, exhausted, in tremendous strife. And do you know how God dealt with Elijah? He sent an angel to feed him. God didn't scold Elijah or call him a coward because he ran. Because Elijah's problem at that moment was he was just physically and emotionally exhausted. And God's remedy for that moment was simply rest and nourishment. So the first thing that we need to understand is that we have to take care of ourselves. And this is also important when you have a loved one or a friend who has run out of gas. That in addition, in addition to prayer, God's plan for recovery starts with rest and nourishment. And the second thing we can do to help us recover is to unload everything on the Lord. And after Elijah, he got some rest and he got some food. He went to a mountain and he slept in a cave. And in the morning, the Lord said, Elijah, 
What are you doing here? And Elijah just poured it all out. He was frustrated. He felt like a failure. He complained to God. And God just let him get it all off his chest. Then God showed Elijah an amazing character trait that he possesses. And that is with all the unlimited power that he has, he can speak to those he loves with just a whisper. And we'll know it's him talking to us. I'm not suggesting that you go and sleep in a cave when you're all stressed out. But it's not only okay to take your impossible, stressful situation to the Lord. But listen, he expects you to do that. And finally, the way to recover from being physically and emotionally drained is to allow God to give you new direction in your life. Now, many times God actually uses these meltdowns as a tipping point so he can get through to you about your next assignment. When Elijah had recovered physically and he had gotten all his problems off his chest, only then was he ready to receive new instructions from the Lord. And that's when God sent him back on his mission to fulfill his destiny. You know, the story of Elijah has always been inspiring to me because Elijah was no different than you or I. He saw God do mighty things in his ministry, but he still had the same fears and weaknesses that we wrestle with today. And even more revealing in Elijah's story is what links the Lord will go to to nurture a relationship with the people he loves. So no matter what you're going through today and how powerless you may feel, I want you to know that you may not feel like it, but your, your situation is temporary. Dr. R.T. Kendall, who stood right here only a month ago, he said it this way. It ain't over till it's over. Here's a little epilogue about Elijah. After Elijah had his encounter with God in the desert, centuries later, in the book of Luke, the disciples Peter, James, and John went with Jesus to the mountain to pray. And the word says that two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. Did they say Elijah? The one who had had enough? Elijah? The one who was ready to quit? The one who ran when he couldn't cope? Yes, Elijah. The one who, just like you and me, God will restore and refresh and renew our lives in Jesus' name. So thank you, Dr. Kendall, for reminding us that it ain't over till it's over. And he said this, it ain't over yet. 
Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. If you enjoyed the show and wanted to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.